0: Hi and welcome to the Art of the Profitable Lifestyle Gym podcast. I'm Chris Thorndike, a 14 year practicing brick and mortar gym owner. In this podcast, we'll talk you through how to grow your gym membership base with long term members, how to create a consistent flow of leads, and how to enjoy running a gym that gives you the income you need to live the lifestyle you want. I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month take home and make $5,000 a month in gym profit.
1: All right, welcome back to the Our Profitable Lifestyle Gym Podcast, Andrea. Good afternoon, and we are officially back after Thanksgiving now. Yeah. Do you feel <laughs> rejuvenated and recharged?
2: Sorry, I was gonna I was gonna say something about how it's afternoon, and then I was like, no, I should probably talk about how like I feel well rested, and then I got it in my head, so that was the, the pause up front. <laughs> but all good. Yeah. It was a, it was a really, it was a really restful filling time. I kind of unplugged. So yeah, that was great.
1: So you're ready for this conversation (laughs) is is what I hear. Um, So so, uh, where we're going today guys is uh, this is the, three of three in our series of, um, scaling. So if, uh, you haven't checked out these previous episodes, I want to remind you go back and check out, uh, episode one of the scaling series is where we, uh, walk through when and how, uh, you should focus on scaling your gym. When's that moment you have really determined that you need to get away from kind of a growth mindset and head more towards a scale uh, mindset and what that looks like in terms of changes in your business. And then uh, part two of the series where we actually went into the services. How do you deliver it? What does that entail to solve the problems that our ideal clients are having? Uh, but doing it through scale, not just adding more work and effort and time, uh, things that actually add up to an ROI that make it worth doing and continuing. Um and then today we're gonna to focus on actually how to uh, price a scalable offer. What does that entail? Uh, so that you know that you're, you're confident that that price has a built-in profit margin, has um, the understanding that it's meeting all your expenses and your income and your profit goals so that you are 100% confident it's a good deal for you and it's a good deal for uh, the member. So you um, asked me this question Earlier, And I do want to dive into um, kind of the scope of the market first, but like we talk about this a lot, like where is the market right now when it comes to pricing and why are we here at what I would say the average rate that I see in small group training is about $145 a month. If I really take a look at all the clients that we talk to, the numbers that we're gathering, um, I'm seeing $145 on average a month, um, you know, give or take uh, 10 to 20 bucks. say
2: yeah yeah which is pretty low um just based on what we know and i think obviously like what we know is maybe not what everybody sees as right. um but i think that a big part of it is i think a lot of different factors go into like why we are where we are and i think one of the biggest things is that just the way the way that um Group fitness was kind of introduced to like mainstream media or like just kind of like everyday people. Um, you were going from like maybe fifty dollars a month, sixty dollars a month for a gym membership to like hundred and twenty, which felt like such a huge jump in like twenty twelve. Um, and so that already came with a lot of pushback from people because they were like, "Whoa, you're essentially doubling." What I potentially could pay for a gym membership—that's a lot—and so a lot of gym owners really got the 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 brunt end of that in the sense of like, just so many people were like constantly telling them, "This is too much. This is a lot. Whoa, this is really expensive." And so that timidity started to form at such like a early stage in this industry where it's like, we're expensive, and I feel like that's kind of the the um, yeah, the the belief that was held is like, oh, we're expensive. Everybody tells me, I hear it all the time. So you just believe like I'm an expensive service, and and the extension of that is I'm expensive, and people aren't going to buy because it's one yeah. thing to be like, yeah, I'm an investment, and what? Here's the offer, and it's another thing entirely to be like, yeah, I'm expensive, and people aren't going to buy because of that. And yeah. so, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it It almost felt like, you know, back in the day, <laughs> the, the things our parents would say back when I was starting out, <laughs> um, it was like a new era where pe- the market was learning how to prioritize this new uh, fitness style. And it really wasn't new uh, in a sense of it graduated from like, you know, the traditional aerobics jazzercise class to actual like instruction and feedback and like having someone guide you. So it was way more work um going into this. And obviously the the outcomes were were different too, but I I kind of um lumped it under like well what do I get as a small group training facility. And that was like the initial pour into the market where a lot of coaches were eager to teach. They wanted you know, and saw this as an opportunity to build a career. But then as you go from like startup in the industry to start really saying, well, I'm not large group anymore and I'm not, uh, you know, private training, where do I fit? And then that's like the new category of saying, well, you're small group and you can't charge what large group facilities are able to charge because they have so much more volume of people on the floor. I'm talking about if you're trying to compare yourself to like, in Orange Theory with 40, 50 people and then you're trying to keep up with that rate just because you're viewing them as a competitor, well, you're starting to then wake up and realize, well, I only have 15 people on the floor and I, I, don't, I don't have the capacity that they can so the numbers don't work. So I think there's that learning curve happening and has happened. Um, and let's throw in there the pandemic of the fear of parts, but we're past that now and we're saying present day, when you factor in 15 people in a class, um, people are now prioritizing things like, uh, I want someone to guide me. I do need more than just working out on my own. I'm not getting the attention that I thought I would in a large group you know, format. We start to see the the opening and we start to say, hey, this is where we fit in. And that is a new offer. That is absolutely something different. And it has its own unique costs associated with that too. So that's where we are guys in this kind of um, market. And I want to know why we're here. And, and that's the thing you guys should be considering too, is maybe you've made those mistakes. You know, I did certainly trying to compare myself to other people, uh, large group, you know, competitors. And now under, I think we get to arrive at the conversation of if you're a small group training facility, um, what expenses matter to you? What factors go into pricing yourself and how do you get it right so that you know you're charging the right rates for building an income and in a profitable gym?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with like looking at your numbers and understanding like what are the things that you have to consider in order to like be able to operate and then right. able to have the resources that you need to invest and reinvest into the gym, pay yourself a professional salary and then have some profit left over. Like those are kind of the things that really matter in your business. And so how do you price yourself at a point where your prices allow you to have all those things. Now it's not just like about, okay, what can we charge and how do we sell it? Like you still also have to kind of the other side of the equation is what is the type of service I need to create and deliver in order to be able to charge this much. And so it's like both of those things that you want to consider, but yeah, I think the biggest sort of, um, mistake a lot of gym owners make is oh I'm gonna open a gym and the thing that I'm the only thing that I'm considering is what are my competitors charging and you don't want to copy your competitors because your competitors are following industry standards and the industry standards are just not right so we have essentially just people copying it's like you copy someone who you think is like doing really well on the exam but they're actually not at all and so you copy the wrong answer and both of you guys are not going to get good grades so failed (laughs) you that's not a great strategy and so I think right now we're starting to help and see um Mm. like help gym owners see it differently and start really pricing themselves at a at a rate that we call a profitable rate, a rate that allows you to be profitable, allows you to reinvest in your business, allows you to pay yourself and allows you to cover, just operating expenses expenses. Um, we're helping them kind of see like, this is what you need to charge in order to make your gym a sustainable long-term career. Now that number is going to vary depending on How much your rent is? How many people you have on payroll? How many classes you offer? Like, there's a lot that goes into it. But for the most part, what we're seeing is people are somewhere around the two hundred twenty-five dollar range and up. Um, So even in the markets that you know the rent isn't as high, you're still going to be somewhere in the two hundreds and. That's where the industry should be. But what we're seeing is most people are still charging like 135, 140. Some people are like, oh, I'm charging 195 and it's like,, mm, you're almost there but not quite. You're like $35 off. And so, um, yeah, I think like really looking at your numbers and seeing specifically what do I need to charge in order to make this work. And then once you have that data and information, then it's like, all right, in order to charge this, what kind of program and result do I have to deliver for all this whole thing to work? Those are the questions that you need to ask yourself in order to like really set yourself up um, to charge, you know, what, what you need to be charging.
1: Yeah. And and ironically, I think this is one of the easier um, things to actually do inside your company. If you take the time to reverse the math, it will tell you um, what you should be charging. So I want to kind of put this out there for people to understand and the understanding of how do I arrive at a price and why is it need to be personalized? So for you guys who haven't seen our formula, we do have a... um, you know, profitable group formula calculator for you. We can post that, you know, in the, in the notes. Um, But what I want you guys to understand is you have to consider all of the operating expenses and we'll go through those in a second. But if you don't, you're not really being honest with what it takes to run the business year round and provide for your family, provide for your, you know, stability, um to have all the resources really your business needs. Like any normal business, Andrea, would want, you know, to have a marketing budget or to pay them uh, themselves and their, you know, uh employees a professional rate. Um to have money in the event of emergency or a retirement or um you know, investment, buying a building maybe you guys having a, you know, a, a thought of one day. So we have to understand what are those operating costs and and factor in everything you need, nothing more, nothing less, but you can't leave out essentials and we'll cover that in a second. And then you divide that by your average uh, members that you can fit in your facility. And I think this is always the asterisk when we go through this um, of, well, what, what you can fit in a facility isn't always the number that makes sense from a lifestyle standpoint you know you start getting into well i could have you know 10 classes a day chris and certainly that's going to you know paint a picture of a ton of members but is it realistic to staff it for you yourself to work all those hours every single day and the answer is no so you have to be truthful and honest with what's a livable and you know happy lifestyle as the owner um but we take those total operating expenses, and we divide it by the average number of members uh, to run the model. And we arrive at our group rate. And that's the simple formula, but I think it's worth going through um, and talking about what are the expenses most often left out and why we think that that's happening. Um, So I'm going to kick this over to you. One of the first um, expenses that I see is a marketing budget. And there's not a... Uh, set amount built in for advertisements or creating uh, assets like emails and Facebook or Instagram posts, um, spending time each week uh, in that area. And uh, my question is, well, why? Why is this not important? If everybody's screaming, I need leads, I need more people to talk to, I need more members. Um, this seems kind of common sense to, to build it in if you value you know the time and the energy and the the work that goes into creating leads, you should be building that into the budget. I think.
2: Yeah. So your question is, why don't people include it?
1: Yeah. What's <laughs> What's your best guess in this new world of saying, "Hey, uh, you gotta you gotta build in the expenses based on what you need resource wise. Um, you can't do free work forever.
2: Yeah, I think it's um, probably a. Comp- Kind of like just an awareness that mm. there's like, I'm just not even aware of like how much is a bar- marketing budget that I should have for my gym? Is it a hundred dollars a month? Is it 500? Is it a thousand? Like there's just no gauge there. So it's like, I don't even know how much to set aside for that. Um, and then if I did know, and it was a thousand dollars a month, like I don't have a thousand dollars a month to put towards marketing. Like I'm not even paying myself. I'm barely making it. So that feels like almost like a luxury, like, how am I going to do that? Um, and then let's say you kind of, you know, jump through those two obstacles and arrive to like, okay, I know what it is. And I'm going to decide to put money towards that. And it's like, so then what do I do? Like how, what, what are the tasks? How do I market? What do I, what's the marketing things that I need to do? So it's like a combination of all those three things that really just kind of doesn't set anybody up to like walk confidently into this is how much I need, here's what I'm gonna to do to make sure that like the money that I'm setting aside for marketing isn't just a waste, but it's actually an investment that I see a like literal return on, right? Like I put in a thousand and I bring in two thousand or three thousand or whatever that ratio is for you, that return on investment. Um so yeah, I think that's kind of like the biggest thing that comes up when you you think through that. I think also, that um, another thing that happens is that people open and there's a wave of, of like interest that comes when a new gym opens. And that wave of demands, that wave of interest just makes it seem like, oh, I don't need to market. Like people just come to me. And that's true at the beginning stages. There's always going to be just like a natural inflow of people when there's a new business, people are kind of, you know, hearing about it you're likely doing some type of marketing to like do a grand opening so there is a little bit more buzz there but in order for you to maintain like an uh an enrollment goal of like five net people a month like net meaning like you're probably going to have people leave every month for whatever reason but you still want to keep growing and enrolling people that net growth does require a plan, a system and a strategic way to like bring in new leads. And so I think that what happens is, um, you forget that, like that trend and that demand and that interest is like temporary and momentarily. And like, you don't really like think through how do I create consistency when the buzz has, down. And I think people don't ever leave that stage. It's just like, Oh, people come every so often. I just wait for them. And I don't think that's the plan.
1: Yeah. And I would even say that I I gather too, and and maybe you're feeling this way guys and, and starting to see the signs on the wall, that awareness that Andre you're talking about, but there's actual time uh, that it takes to get people to notice you and then time to text them and follow up with them. And most you know, owners listening do some kind of enrollment appointment uh, where they give away a half hour to an hour of their time. Um, And I really view that as a marketing sunk cost um, to be able to be available for a prospect or an unpaying client. Um, That money has to come from somewhere. And if we don't build it into the price point and the cost of operating, then we're essentially doing that whole part of the business for free. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's very much a bigger part guys of the equation to say, you have to do this by default. I mean, if you want to work with clients, you have to promote, you have to, uh, talk with people before, uh, they enroll with you to help them, you know, become confident that you can even solve their problems. So that's a sunk expense that if you're not recouping that at the point of sale, well, then. Yeah, your math isn't gonna add up. Um, let's let's go on to something else. You said um, you mentioned two parts. It's one thing to say like uh, you have the budget to say run paid advertising, and that that's an expense. But then you might be getting stuck on knowing how to do it, and that implies like someone to guide you or someone to offer up a plan with steps. And uh, I see that often. Uh, there's there's not an investment in self to either leap forward from people that have been there and done it and can show you rather quickly versus trying to figure it out painstakingly and just kind of, you know, try a little bit of this, try a little bit of that and kind of run in circles. Um, So the continuing education uh, investment, I also see not there. And And it shows up, I think, for people that feel stuck and saying, well, I don't know what to do. So yes. um let's talk about the other factors and this is one we're very passionate about but I'm not seeing a lot of people factor in themselves. Um they're not factoring in their financial future that I would say comes in the form of income and profit or what the owner take home is. Um let's just analyze this from a psychology standpoint. You and I love the, the to jump inside the minds of why do people often put themselves last when they're giving so much, when their potential for helping people transform their lives is so big, but how can they not see that um, they can't do that forever and they're eventually going to run out of that passion and they have to support their family and their goals and their futures. Um, what's your best guess? Why do, Why are we seeing this? in the current state of the market, so many people leaving out a professional income and business profit.
2: Yeah. So I think it's two parts. I think it's like, this isn't just a gym owner thing. Like I think all entrepreneurs Mm. have a very hard time paying themselves consistently Um, across the board. Like QuickBooks did a study and QuickBooks is like a bookkeeping company for small business owners. And they saw across the board like that is like an entrepreneur's problem. Like they just won't do it. <laughs> and it's because of a lot of different reasons, right? Like, oh, I have to pay my employees. Like, I have to keep the business running. Like I'm gonna go last.
1: Yeah. Leaders eat last concept kind of.
2: Yeah. And so um I think that like, yes, like there is something to like you are the, the leader, the owner of the business, and that requires you to maybe sacrifice in ways that other people don't. Like there are things that come with that, but I think that in order for you to create a business that is going to be around long term, a lifestyle that is going to be able to, you know, that's sustainable for you to like do long term you have to be a part of the equation, right? And that doesn't mean you have to be first all the time, 100% of the time, but it does mean that you need to be a priority in the budget. And that has to be a a business priority. Like it's a business investment to keep you healthy, uh, like a sustainable life, uh, long-term career. Like that is a business investment. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs don't look at it like that. They think, oh, I like I have to come last because everything else is much more important than me which is so ironic because you are the leader <laughs>
0: yeah
2: so I think there's that and I think also in the gym space um they the reason that gym owners open at gyms and choose to like make this like their careers, because there is a big driver to help people and to create impact and to change lives. And, um, I think we have like, there's just money beliefs out there that like, in order to do, to do that, you can't charge people. Um, you like have to, you know, just almost kind of like give of yourself sacrificially and you have to serve and you like money, like it's not about the money, which is such a, I have problems with that term. Like if you're running a profit business, it is about the money. Like you do have to make profit tangent. That's like a whole other conversation. But I think a lot of times like that rhetoric or that narrative of like, well, I just do this to serve people. I just do this to create impact is sometimes harmful because it takes you out of the conversation or it makes like profit or your income, like almost like a taboo thing. It's like, Oh, it doesn't matter. We're helping a lot of people. And it's like, it does matter because you want to do this long-term and you also deserve to have a life where money isn't such a huge stressor for you. Um, so yeah, I think it's those two kind of things at play.
1: It's interesting. You brought up mindset and, uh, I was going to bring up, I recently spoke at the CrossFit Florida summit um, for affiliates. And uh, I posed this question of um, moving forward, we need to really take on this identity of we need resources in order to energize our businesses with enough cash to you know, improve service or pay our people better or have the time and the space and the energy to make this more sustainable or to make it a career. And someone posed the question literally like, like, well, how are we supposed to make this affordable then? And it it was just like, well, what's affordable and who's to say what is? And and that was a thought in someone's mind that it needs to be this price. But the price that I think a lot of people in the market are gravitating towards isn't enough. And Mm. what keeps showing up as affordable needs to get restructured to say, well, what is affordable is when you have priced in marketing. What is affordable is when you priced in a professional income. What is affordable is when you, you know, factor in profit and you factor in business coaching. And then you arrive at um, a true operating cost that has everything that you would need essentially, like it's a minimum. And that's what the business needs to have the room and the space and the success to help the most amount of people. And I think that everybody's just targeting this number that's inaccurate, that's wrong, and that has been proven for the last decade, that it is not creating a sustainable career that is comparable to one that your friends have and say, hey, I have a great job and a great income, and I want that for us. But we have the control to do this. And I think we're in, in many servant type roles, not just us, I should open it up. Like you said, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this because of this serve you know, mindset and they'll put themselves last. But wouldn't it be more appropriate to think about if I charge the appropriate amount, I could do more. I could give more um, with those resources of time or money. Um, I could have more impact because I would then show up differently and fully. And I'd like to arrive at that place instead of just doing everything at this kind of bare bones grinding mentality to the point where you're fatigued, you're drained, you're starting to look at this as a, you know, unachievable career. And I'm here to say that that's wrong. And when you re-energize yourself and your business with the appropriate price point, everything changes and it starts to stack and be very comparable to what's available to, you know, making good income through just selling group.
2: Yeah. I think also what's affordable is like not the right question. Like how do we make this affordable? I don't think is a good question. I think a better question is how do we make this sustainable? Um, Sustainable for the business, sustainable for the owner, um, sustainable for the client. Like how do you create something that like helps everybody involved um and even the idea of like affordable like it's so vague you can ask literally anybody what is a for, what's an affordable price point for you somebody will say $100 somebody will say 25 somebody will say 145 like yeah not even a good question um and so i think that like a really big mindset and money shift for a lot of gym owners is affordable to you is not like that answer for you is different for other people. And like, sometimes it's so hard to like acknowledge and see that. And so we put our own price bias on our program. They're like, well, I think $250 is so expensive. I would never buy that. So I'm not going to offer it because I don't like, it doesn't align with me. And that's okay. If you're there, like, I think it's worth acknowledging that, like, that just might be where you're at in terms of like your money mindset and like what you believe. But I think that the real work is not to change and try to sell more at like $150 a month, because that's not going to actually get you the results that you want, which is helping people creating impact, like paying yourself a good amount of salary, uh, like having a flexible lifestyle, you're just going to create more work at underpriced prices and just kind of feel like you're on this hamster wheel of like gym life, which is kind of like the narrative that sometimes gets thrown out there is like, Oh, just a struggling gym owner. Um, so that's one option. Option two is maybe I just need to change and grow my beliefs of what people can afford in my market. Maybe not everybody thinks that this is outrageous. Maybe there are people that are willing to invest at this level for something that they really want. Maybe I just don't know how to communicate that yet. Maybe I'm just not really great at my marketing skills and I can learn how to confidently sell. Maybe possibly that is (laughs) the work that's actually going to create a much better impact rather than like. No, that's absolutely not true. Let me just sell more at an underpriced rate and just like keep grinding until, oops, I burned out. And let me just go get a real job. Sorry, I'm a little passionate. I
1: love it. <laughs> it's honest. It's truthful. It's in alignment with what we're seeing, guys. And and we spend a lot of time talking to gym owners all around the world. And you know, I've been doing this 15 years, Andre, and I resonate a lot with that. You know, I've tried so many models like we've talked about before. And then I think you arrive at an entrepreneur mindset of saying, I'm not going to work myself out of this problem. I've got to start focusing on scale, which is why we're here. We're saying, hey, you need what's called margin. And that is essentially enough room and space in the budget to have all the resources you need to run a great business for a long, long time. And that's what we're arriving at is, I want each and every owner to um, recognize they're worth it. I mean, the work we got is have, you know, is right in front of us to to transform our local communities. There's plenty of people. And the sooner that we can change ourselves is the, what I've seen, Andrea, is the moment people start really having massive impact, these big transformations, because how are you going to ask for a $250 membership rate? You have to believe it. You have to, you yourself, see your own value. And until you're willing to do that work, it's going to be a difficult time trying to communicate that with you know um, thinking that is decades old, you know, something that hasn't worked. You can't fake this, guys. You, know, you have to step into a self-worth that you see all of the impact, all the influence that you uh, are doing and can do more of. Um, but it will require us to go through the uncomfortableness of saying, let's first be real and say that this business does have marketing costs. We do have a professional income that we need. Uh, The business does require profit to have uh, investments in employees or down payments on buildings or retirement, should I say. And we have to start paying attention that if we don't get the help from one another and invest in coaching and resources for our team, then we're not going to evolve and we're not going to transform the business and keep leveling up. So do not continue to move forward on a limp and a crutch. You don't need to do that anymore. This is the moment where I think we pay attention to getting, and Andrea, I said this before, getting the money out of the way. And what I mean by that when I say that is I want to get the membership rates set like a math equation to essentially say, this is what it charged to run A successful business, let's go grow into the owner and the person capable of communicating that value and selling that rate. And when we get there, it's fun again. It's legitimately like one of my most favorite things is that moment where you connect with someone who gets it and needs the help that you offer. And you, for the first time, charge and enroll someone at that profitable rate, you see that there's plenty of people out there. They can afford that. And it's a great deal for you and them, and that's what makes a great deal at the end of the day. So, um, let's kind of keep moving forward on this. Where uh, the last thing I want to really discuss here is recognizing that when you arrive at, you know, an operating cost and you fully, um, you know, include all those things, you divide that by your average membership. We're recognizing that, you know, running no more than uh, 27 classes um, is capable of having a hundred members, give or take 10 to 20%, um, depending on how many classes, some people run a little bit less, a little bit more, but that's a sustainable lifestyle, guys. And what it does is put the business in a position where you're running at $25,000 a month divided by 100 members, and you're arriving at a $250 um, membership rate. And now we're getting somewhere to being honest and truthful about the total costs divided by a sustainable amount of people that you can run year-round with. You can account for the, the lows of maybe summer, the highs of you know coming into uh, New Year's, um, and factoring all those in and saying, hey, let's build the math on what's realistic, not based on your best month or your biggest amount of people you could fit in the gym. Cause that's one or two months out of the year, or three months out of the year. Um, that's not realistic. And I just want to call it what it is, make it a formula black and white and get there. And I think we've truthfully done this. It's just now shifting the market, um, into seeing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the math part is really black and white. So very few people say, no, Chris, you got the math wrong. I actually need to pay myself less. Some people do say that they're like, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay myself $4,000 a month. And it's like, no, 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 let's, let's not do that. You
1: forgot taxes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, most people see, like most of our clients will see like, yep, that makes sense because we explain every part of the equation. Like from a very logical perspective, like this is how much you need to pay yourself. This is how much, um, you know, you need to invest in in your business. This is how much you need to have aside. So all of that is accounted for, and it's it is very black and white. And people can get behind there logically. I think that the biggest work is the mindset component of like believing that your program is worth two hundred and fifty dollars a month. That's the hardest part because. It depends on like where you are in that scale, right? Some people listening to, well, actually people who are listening to this podcast probably have an, like a small, even even a small ounce of belief that like it is possible or else you wouldn't be listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really kind of that scale, like where are you in in terms of believing that you can charge this much at, in your market and that people will actually buy and there's enough people to buy your program where like all of this will work um, that is more important, uh, or not more important. That is like the, the hardest part of like the pricing. It's more of the mindset behind the pricing than it is like the black and white data and the numbers that come out. Because what happens is if you say, all right, you're going to sell your group membership for $250 a month. And you go out there and your belief in that price point is like a two out of 10. As soon as you're challenged, you're going to fold. You're going to be like, you're right. You're right. I believe you. Everything that you're saying, I believe. So now let's both believe you're right. It's wrong. And what you need to do is you need to increase your belief to like a 10 out of 10, honestly, like a 20 out of 10. So that when someone says that's way too expensive, you're crazy. Your first thought is, hmm, I wonder what you didn't see. Because I see it. It's almost like you're staring at a blue car and someone's like, no, that car is green. You're like, no is this the light? Like you're not seeing what I'm seeing clearly something's wrong with like how you're looking at this because this car is blue. That's the level of belief you need to sell on. And I think that that's kind of the thing that's missing is people are like, they're not sold on their own program, their own value. And so when someone tells them that that car is uh, green, you're like, yeah, you're right. It is green. It's not blue, right? No. Yeah, you're, you're right. So, it's like the person with the stronger belief and conviction always wins in a conversation. And typically, when someone's confronted with a price that's higher, they're going to be like, that's too much because they have their own pricing, you know, mindset, money mindset that's coming into that. So, anywho, long winded way to say it's more than just a, a numbers, black and white logic game. It's very much like a what are your thoughts on your price? What's your belief in selling it? And can you confidently do that?
1: Yeah. So just kind of to to wrap this up, then um, it is possible, guys. I want you to know that every day people are taking a look inward and saying, I'm worth it. I need the math to make sense to make this a viable career. And they're really focusing on two things. They're addressing the pricing and saying, hey, there is a simple formula to follow. And then they're focusing on scaling skills you know, how do I go out and get more people that believe in what I offer? How do I talk to them and communicate my value So they see that I'm different so that they start to believe that for the first time, someone has everything that they need to be successful and that you can actually uh, deliver on it. So I want to just extend this to you guys. If you, if this message is resonating with you and maybe you're sick and tired of not getting ahead, um, not feeling like you've got enough income to make this a viable career, then reach out to us. You know, we want to teach you guys how to sell a profitable group membership and know that you can do it at scale, know that you can make great money um, just selling group membership, okay? There is a, a better way and a different way for those of you guys that are kind of stuck in this, you know, old model or trying so many things that it's not adding up to the thing that you actually want, which is growing your group. It it does exist. I want you to know that, but you're going to have to lean into and address some of this discomfort or this fear of saying, I have to raise my rates. But the biggest thing that helps is having a guide and someone there with a plan and steps who have done it before. And that's what I want to extend to you guys is let's stop focusing on just revenue and start looking at your take home. Start looking at your business profit. Start taking a look at all the work that you're putting in. Is it truly adding up? We want to address those root issues. So my message to you guys is if you want help enrolling your first 10 members at 225 or more, let's talk. Let's have a discussion and set the new normal at that so that we have everything we need to be successful long-term, nothing more, nothing less. And we're going to show you how to do that. So reach out to us. Uh, We'll have a, a conversation about what it looks like from a number standpoint that's relevant for you. Remember, you can't price yourself on competitors. You don't know their story. You don't know their rental rates. You don't know if they live with their their mom, right? So you have to make sure this is the right rate for you and start taking that accountability. And we're going to help you each and every step of the way so that you have complete certainty and confidence that your gym can provide for you financially and it's run smoothly. That's what we help with. So let's start that first step. Go to factoryforge.com forge slash call, book an appointment with us. We'll walk you through the plan, make you feel comfortable with the steps and see if it's a good fit. And then that's the first step to really taking action on this and moving your mindset forward. Is just recognizing that I trust the process. I see that it's logical. I see that people are doing this every single day. And that's the first step I want you to focus on. Book the call, let's talk, and let's start moving the gym forward.
0: If you're ready to start growing your membership base with long-term clients and building a gym that gives you income and lifestyle, then I want to invite you to apply to my program where I'll show you how to pay yourself $5,000 a month, take home, and make $5,000 a month in gym profit without spending all of your time working by implementing our proven process, the Lifestyle Gym Model. Head to factoryforge.com forward slash apply to apply to work with us.